0: Coming up, Jacksonville as a travel destination. What attracts visitors? What are we missing? And you mean to tell me people actually come here for the St. John's Town Center? We're unpacking the latest travel and tourism figures with Visit Jacksonville's chief marketing officer, Katie Matura. But first, a tasty musical treat from one of Jacksonville's very own Firewater Tent Revival. Hello, Jacksonvillians. I'm your host, Ian Brown. This is the Jacksonville Commercial Real Estate Show, where we bring you dynamic local entrepreneurs, deal makers, and thought leaders ready to open up, dive deep, and unpack our local commercial market so you can invest with greater confidence and accelerate your own success. This show is lovingly produced by yours truly and Yield Coach Capital. To stay up to date on events, Jacksonville market conditions, and investment opportunities, go to InvestWithTheCoach.com. answer a couple questions, and join the team. In exchange, you'll receive 107 questions to ask a deal sponsor, so you'll be armed and dangerous when underwriting your next real estate investment. Today, I am here with Visit Jacksonville's Chief Marketing Officer, Katie Matura. Katie, welcome to the Jacksonville Commercial Real Estate Show.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here. Excited to have a chat.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know, we kind of jump right into it here, so I'm just going to hit you hit you right out of the gates. Burning question, what is Jacksonville's biggest obstacle? To becoming a top Florida travel destination?
1: Uh, I think that's pretty simple. And anyone here at Visit Jacksonville and probably a lot of the city and our visitors over the last few years would tell you it's uh, transportation and a way to get around the city. Is there an easy way to move from one place to another? I mean, right now it's jumping in an Uber to get from downtown to any of our historic neighborhoods. If we had some kind of a uh, transportation that was easy, uh, it would make the huge, huge difference. But not to not to mention uh, moving to the south side or even to the beach. Like if you're down here for a conference, it's not really easy to get to the beach for uh, a couple hours even. So uh, that is, if I could wave the magic wand, it would be uh, transportation to move people around the city.
0: And obviously we're geographically largest in the nation, huge city. We don't have a particularly robust public transportation system I mean, what kind of infrastructure improvements would you think would move the needle?
1: Uh, You know... Infrastructure in a big plan would be awesome for the future. But truthfully, some kind of a uh, back in when I first moved here in 2004, for the first few years I lived here, we even had a trolley that moved through downtown and moved people around. I think a bus looping people around the neighborhoods uh, some even some smaller transportation vehicles could be electric vehicles at this point in time. Probably still. I mean, we're not driverless quite yet. So maybe uh, you're paying a driver on the weekends or in the evenings to do this. But uh, it doesn't have to be huge infrastructure it just has to be a way that is consistent and has a schedule uh the the river taxi is successful when it's able to move people that way but it's just moving people back and forth to the river it's great for moving people to games and concerts but how are we going to be able to move someone from the prime osborne convention center or the ritz theater and museum at to the core to san marco to five points how how can we easily do that and it doesn't have to be you know hundreds and hundreds of people a night but with low investment we could be moving you know 100 people and that would be a big difference for our
0: visitors yeah certainly would you know tuck tuck i think it's called or the tucking yeah go, tucking, tucking, thing. go, tucking. go, yep. go, go tucking that goes yep. right by my i can see it not literally yeah. at this moment but it goes right by this window to my left yeah. which, and um and i think that i think the property across the street from me was like floated up the saint john's river and relocated so they stop and they look at it and they photograph sure. yeah but um <laughs> is, stuff like that you know that's i, I see that as yeah. as a Things like that, like those little last little neighborhood transportations where you don't want to run a large bus through there, like something right. kind of like eclectic and unique, like those little tuckin three wheel things. Um, Absolutely. I doubt it really qualifies as a uh, public transportation, but those uh, the pedal pub, those are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> those are fun, too. We did those for as a staff outing a couple years ago. It's a lot of fun.
0: I got to try one. Again, it goes, yeah. I, I live in Riverside right now and my office is in Riverside and it goes like, it goes right by the, the, the in the, in the pedal pub and they, <laughs> <laughs> they're always having a good time on there. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you've worked for Visit Jacksonville for 19 years. You must've started, you must've started like at age 10 from, from what I'm saying. Yeah. Seeing.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you,
0: you know, you said, you said, like right there on the website, you sell Jacksonville as a destination. You sell Jacksonville for a living. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. What have you seen, you know, in 19 years is a lot of perspective. So the open-ended question is like, what kind of evolution have you seen in, in 19 years with Jacksonville and tourism?
1: A Ridiculous evolution. Uh, I would say the most change since 2015 and 2016. We have been able to really put ourselves on the map as a destination that you should visit in the Southeast. And we, before that, it was kind of like, I went to the Villages once and I was working a table at a Villages trade show and this man walked up to me and he said, oh, Jacksonville, that's that little town between Amelia Island and St. Augustine, right? And I was like, no, Jacksonville, that giant city between Amelia Island and St. Augustine. <laughs> and now, And now instead of people thinking, oh... St. Augustine and then maybe Jacksonville, I think a lot more people are thinking I'm going to go to Jacksonville because there's things to do for a week there and I'm going to spend a night in St. Augustine or I'm going to go down there for a day trip. And so we have been able to change what people realize about uh, what a trip means to be here, that you can spend a week here and not do everything. And I think that uh, it definitely... uh, we consistently put forward the idea of here are realistic things you can do when you come to Jacksonville. Yes, you can learn to surf in Jacksonville. This is a great place on the East Coast to learn to surf. nobody nobody's talking about that. Uh, it's a great place to golf. yeah, exactly It's a great it's a great place to golf and if you want to stay in Duval County you can golf in all the surrounding counties and do a week-long trip and if if you can go for that long uh, mm-hmm. if, if you want to just beach vacation with the family, it's the most affordable. Florida beach destination in the state. And that's saying a lot now because beach destinations in Florida are very expensive. So it's, it's how do we be a little bit different than everybody else? And so we really focused on that. And I think that we were trying, we were being a little too aspirational before, uh, 2012, 2013, we were putting images out there of what we thought that it would sell the destination. And that wasn't Jacksonville. Jacksonville is authentically its own thing. Why were we trying to make it into what others were? And so I think that really focusing on what is special about this place has made a huge, huge difference in what people, what people are interested in.
0: And just to kind of play that juxtaposition game, like what were you pushing or showing or advertising then versus now?
1: Sure. Um, More on like the luxury side, a luxury beach destination, Uh, you know, a fancy restaurant dinner with people in jackets, like things that are not Jacksonville. (laughs) And I would not want to travel to a place like that anyway. So for me, uh, a casual place where I could just relax and have a relaxing, you know, relaxing time. And uh, I think we were also showing and not that this is a bad thing, but I think that we were showing older um, to what versus what our population is, so I think we were advertising with the, the mind of you know uh, late in life worker to uh, retirees out of home, you know all the people who have, uh, you know empty nesters, and now we're focusing on what our traveler actually is, which is those folks who are. Uh, 30 to 45 uh, and then 45 to 60. Those are our two top audiences and we're speaking to them, you know, from different perspectives, we're giving you the family side, but we're also going to give you, if you just want a weekend away with your, you know, a girlfriend, getaway. um, uh, If you just want uh, you and your husband to come for a weekend, you know, we're, we're showing much more about, even if you, we, we focused on solo travel last year for something new, you can have a great weekend as a solo traveler here in Jacksonville. So it was, um, being very authentic and really showing people those things that we think this is, this is a great, great opportunity for you.
0: Yeah. I think of Jacksonville. I think of like, you know, we have our fortune 500 headquarters, a logistics hub. We have obviously the St. John's river, 20 plus miles of beaches. Actually don't always think of the golfing, but you're right. We have a ton of golfing nearby and in recreation, but I always think of us as a um, you know, as you go down the state, it gets like faster and flashier And we're Mm -hmm. up here at the top, you know, we kind of have a, we kind of have a Georgia vibe in a way and it's, uh, approachable no one can see my air quotes right now, but you know, approachable in air (laughs) quotes and, um, and, and affordable again, kind of air. So it's like, we're definitely a little bit less than maybe we used to be. That's okay. And it's like, like you said, that demographic that's coming here for things like the Jacksonville, um, like the ale trail. I think we can mm-hmm. talk about that in mm-hmm. a second, but it's like, yeah. you know, we have all these great breweries. We have um, a top Navy retirement city and two oh. large naval bases. We have from blue angels to jazz fest and all these events.
1: Absolutely.
0: These are not like flashy events. You know, these are, these are very like every, every American can come and enjoy this kind of stuff. So yes. I, I can see how you'd want to change your marketing a little bit for Jacksonville versus like yes. uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, West Palm, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at some of your, you know, you guys put out and just so everybody knows we're going to have a link in the show notes to some of these documents and reports, but visit Jacksonville does a great job putting out tourism and travel stats with breakdowns. But, um, one question I wanted to ask you was about, you know, on the, on the hotel side, CoStar and Smith travel, you sent me a document they forecast for 2024 coming up that will have increasing ADR, that's average daily rate for the non-hotel people. So 2% increase, a modest, but still increase in rate. However, a 2% reduction forecasted in RevPar, and that's because of additional supply. And for those that don't speak hotel language, that just means these extra rooms are gonna make occupancy sag a little bit market-wide. So the overall revenue to the hotels slightly down is the forecast for 2024. I do have a question correlated to this. Where are you seeing most of the hotel or hospitality development occurring in Jacksonville?
1: Well, the the pipeline for the city is, uh, right now, it's across the board everywhere. But as with everything else that, uh, or if you do the breakdown and look at where the hotels are in the city, the development is happening in those same areas. So Southside is definitely a top place uh, that we often see uh, plans for the future. I think uh, we've got three hotels on the... Th- about 300 rooms and- at three hotels that are going to open between, and I mean, this is always like, oh yeah, it's going to open, but you know, it's going to open in February, but really, sometimes it's April. So um, right. we, yeah, so we would be looking. Um, mostly on the south side for these fire, fire pipelines. We've also seen development out on the west side, like uh Chafee Road area and the new highway out there, First Coast Highway. Like There is, uh, that's a lot of transit. So it's like an overnight truckers who are stopping there, transpo- transportation places. Those are like single night visits, but they, a lot of contract business with uh, different folks and that can fill a hotel. That helped during COVID to fill the hotels that weren't able uh, to be there. So yeah, we're, we, the vast majority, it looks, I mean, like six or seven hotels on our pipeline are on the South side mm-hmm. out of a total of about 16. So uh, it, we have had some new ones open at the beach, which is shocking because there isn't much land out there uh, to really develop. And their rules on growing up uh, height-wise don't, you know, prohibit a little from hotels really wanting to make too much of an investment there. Also the hotels around the core, like down here, uh, the idea of, what's the ambassador hotel, hotel indigo, whatever it's gonna end up being called because the brand has changed and they haven't officially said uh, what it will be if the Laura Street trio ever happened and that was the autograph that would be those are those are still in the pipeline, but like the immediate hotels are like the True made a move into this market a couple of years ago. We're gonna have two Trues by Hilton open um around the city and airport. You see development up at the airport some too, but I would say Southside Airport and a few in the downtown is the biggest areas.
0: And on that, on that hotel side, you know, I already knew this, but it kind of reminded me when I looked at your stats, it's fairly shocking that the beaches, the beaches enjoy not quite double, but nearly double the ADR of the, of like the Duval average. Um, and, but what's, what's funny as I looked at your report is I was going to ask you this as a question, but I'll just say it. So (laughs) then correct me if I'm wrong. The number one demand generator for this market is the St. John's town center.
1: So that's a little misleading. That's okay. it. it's not set us a straight. Demand. Set us straight. Yes, <laughs> not a demand generator necessarily. It's the number one attraction that people visit. While they're in Jacksonville. So uh it's the premise that there's multiple uh shopping, entertainment, uh restaurants. And so, like when we go, when anyone travels, half of the time they're looking for where's a good restaurant we can go that we know, uh, where's uh shopping for this? So yes, it is the num no, not the, not a demand driver so much as it is a it is the the, the key top attraction that people visit of our attractions.
0: If you if you are of the demographic of my eighteen year old daughter or any of her friends, I think it is the I think it is their number one demand <laughs> generator. <laughs> I can I can we have I can track her location on on the iPhone and then she's when she, the, when, when the she gets near the town center, I can just like count down for the Venmo request. It's it's coming oh, yeah. here comes the, yeah it's coming.
1: Yeah, um, no, yeah.
0: But you know, <laughs> on that on that beaches ADR topic, you know what's funny is like the occupancy going back three years like duval was higher than the beach then the beach is higher now they're kind of like ne- roughly neck and neck on occupancy strong occupancy in the low 70s, 73% to end 2022 with a yes. with an ADR 189 in your report that's that's strong performance absolutely i lived at the beach for a while um i have i have a couple of short term rentals at the beach that i own so i know they i know they get great rates What's what's interesting is, you know, I would see the coast and the coastal going back to that demand generator thing. I see that as being a big demand generator, but then you just don't have a lot of lodging. So I just assume that's why they're enjoying this, you know, this great, but, you know, this huge ADR that the rest of the market doesn't get.
1: Yeah. I mean, that and they can get that money because it's still less than most beach locations in the state. So because you were offering mostly oceanfront property, that's a, that's a, a something you can get the the money for. So those hoteliers know what they can charge and still make you know be reasonably and fill their hot, hotels reservations.
0: Now I believe it's a closed deal. I should know this before I bring it up, but let's do it anyways. Um, yeah. the the sea the seahorse redevelopment mm-hmm. in, in yep. Neptune Beach. Um, yep. now am I out of line to say that's supposed to be like a a beachside sister property to the downtown Four Seasons?
1: It is. I don't think it will be at the level of a Four Seasons, but it will drastically change the the type of hotel that it currently is. Mm-hmm. So, yes, owned by um I- Iguana Investments. Is that shotguns? Yeah. right Is that the right name? Uh, it, yes. Owned by them. They're going to keep the lemon bar, but they are going to redo the whole hotel. Uh, when that's going to happen, I still think there's up in air when the actual big renovations of that property will happen. But yes. Definitely going to be a sister property to the Four Seasons. Probably not at the level of a Four Seasons, though.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, I I always was fond of the the Seahorse Lemon Bar, very like iconic. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? The the Sea Turtle was iconic before it became One Ocean, and that's (laughs)
1: yeah. Now everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah, I I sound old just
0: talking about that, but I remember. (laughs) I have, I have an uncle that I used to surf with and he's always like, let's go meet at the sea turtle. and We'll paddle out right there. Now, if you say sea turtle, it's like, well, where's that? Um, that? (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, one ocean's probably due for its own, you know, upgrades and it'll be, it's going to be pushed along by this sister property right there at the seahorse. So great. Oh, absolutely. And since we're on the topic of, of that little area, the beaches town center, you know, I feel like, although it's. Although it's not a large entertainment district, it really, it really has gone through a nice facelift in the last like five to 10 years. I used to live like 10, 10 blocks from that beaches town center mm-hmm. and, in the days of like Caribbean key and, and, um, and, uh, what was the other one? The one that's now one, uh, ragtime still oh. there, sundog,
1: sundog. Yeah. <laughs>
0: sundog, Yeah. And, you know, and, like. It the, the scene was fun. It was like a little yep. a little bit more of a party scene, but like not quite as rowdy as like Jacksonville Beach. But I've just noticed the the beaches town centers, the Neptune Atlantic Beaches town center mm-hmm. there. It, in my opinion, it really is it directly competes with all of the high end places in Jacksonville. I think that is you know kind of a nice little enclave for Absolutely. like a, a higher end experience down there. So. And even Pete's our our favorite our favorite, yeah. many, many people's favorite dive bar at the beach. It's not so divey anymore. You know, that
1: that's no. sold and
0: it got yeah. a face. It still it still has a little bit of that smell of peach that it I does. always loved. But you know, it's even it's Kamara. I can use a credit card in there now. They have a back area. It's it's wonderful. so true (laughs) people are are starting to figure out where i spend my time
1: yeah Uh, we we had our agency our agency came into town we have a new advertising agency and they came into town for a a visit and we had them uh touring the whole city and they ended up at pete's one night and they raved about it they bought the ball cap like they thought it was the greatest place ever they're like every time i come back i'm going to pete's and i was like really okay cool nice
0: nice 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 (laughs) well it's funny because little you know Literally I saw was it the, the when the Rolling Stones came and played um, they played the stadium uh-huh. and uh, and it was like the shout outs on the mic, you're like, Hey Jacksonville, you know, like and they're like he name dropped, you know, Lemon Bar. Pete's. It's funny, these little places in Jacksonville and an MSA now way above a million, you know, these, these little iconic places, a lemon bar and Pete's. He's up there name dropping this and he's sitting in a stadium in downtown. And I don't think he actually went down there, but it was just, it kind of made me smile. And it's, but it is these little things that makes us unique. And we're not a market with a lot. We do have corporate and franchise vendors and, but we also have a lot of independent and, um, And I think that's a good segue into some of the things that like, um, I don't know if it's considered alternative tourism, but like like the Ale Trail and all of our breweries mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, does that generate net positive travel to Jacksonville?
1: Absolutely. So I, when we started the Ale Trail, which is going to be 10 years in, 10, in 2024. So I'm shocked it's been 10 years already. Uh, but when we started in 2014, I set the goal that, If we ever dropped below 35% of the people who came were at least 35% of the people that come and complete the ale trail have to stay overnight. So we could not be from the region had to be from at least Orlando, at least Savannah, somewhere that they would not come here and do it and drive home. And so, because it can't be a visitor, if it's a local thing, then it doesn't, it's not a a visit Jacksonville thing. And we have never even come close to 35%. It's usually 50, 60% of the people. And The shocking thing, every month, everyone who completes the, of the numbers that complete the ale trail on a monthly basis, half of them go to every single brewery, 25 breweries, half of them, half of them. I'm like, how did you go to, how did you go to to (laughs) 25 breweries on your trip? And it may be, you know, half of them are from Jacksonville. We heard this summer. Uh, or just recently that a guy was here last summer he brought his from i think ohio he came back he was here for a a jaguar game a couple weeks ago maybe the Bengals game and he finished his ale trail passport when he came back that for the second trip and i was like this is exactly what we made it for so yeah that ancillary travel especially niche marketing when you can key into people who travel for that type of thing and give them a packaged something here is this this is a fun gamified way of doing something really you know get a stamp it it's fun and they get a T-shirt and they're thrilled about their T-shirt, which is so funny because it's, I mean, like it's a T-shirt. I, I don't know, you know, but I did it. I went to Grand Rapids, Michigan and did the same exact ale trail there to get my T-shirt. So I, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah, uh, it's it, finding those things that people, what are the hot buttons things that people are traveling for? And so ale trail and now has become so standard that that one, you know, most most destinations have some sort of ale or you know cocktail trail. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were the first in Florida to do it too, which was really exciting. I can't believe we beat Tampa to tell you the truth, but <laughs> that's, we did Yeah, it. <laughs> that's wonderful.
0: I know people like to joke that Jacksonville is like 10 years behind Tampa. Well,
1: look, yeah. at, our, look
0: at our ale trail. You're following <laughs> yeah, We
1: beat them. <laughs> we beat them.
0: We beat them. Nice. Yeah, I saw on your, I was scrolling y'all's Instagram before you came on and, and I haven't mm-hmm. been to that, that new one that. Um,
1: yeah, Grace Note.
0: Grace Note. Okay. Yeah. How was it?
1: You know, I just went yesterday. It's great. It's great. They've got a great little setup there. Really like a a good seems like you'd want to go hang out with your friends and have a couple beers. Like beer was great. We really enjoyed uh the variety of it too and they had maybe 12 or 15 of their own beers on tap, which is unusual for a brewery that's just a few months old. So, um it, and it's right there uh in Ortega next to the loop, you know, that same plaza oh, as yeah. the loop. Yeah, right next to High Tide Burrito, between the Loop and High Tide Burrito. I we I was like I didn't realize it was right here. Really, not that far off the beaten path at all.
0: No, not at all. We'll have to go check it out. Um, yeah. All right. Now, when you, I'm pivoting a little bit I So, when you okay. when you go to pitch Northeast Florida and you know and visit Jacksonville, and you guys and your your organization is funded by with bed t- some of the bed tax money, right? That's so like
1: completely funded, completely funded by the bed tax.
0: Completely funded by the bed tax. Yeah. So. You know, it's of utmost importance to, like you said, get people to come and stay overnight, yep. you know, to yep. ring that bell for hoteliers. Um, you know, what I would think, and I'm just brainstorming, I, I would think if we could get some big conventions, some big conferences things like that, it would really, you know, potentially move the needle more. Is there, what's kind of, is there anything holding us up from having like larger events outside of things at the stadium, you know, like Jags games?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we have to do, uh, we have to live within the restrictions of what the space is. What's the meeting space available to us? So we have the higher agency, which has 950 rooms and 110,000 square feet of meeting space. A lot of convention, medium-sized conventions can fit there. That is our bread and butter. Your 200 to 350 attendee uh, conferences fit here perfectly. Uh, Now it's the 2,000 people conferences that we might be a little tight for. And that's where uh, you want to pull on the convention center. And our convention center is, you know, it's a small convention center. It's a great convention center. They just redid a Whole bunch of renovations over there it's beautiful now and uh it's just going to you're going to burst at the seams if you go too big so you also want to make sure that when you're booking conferences that you have something that the people will be comfortable in and they'll have a memorable trip so you don't want some like sometimes people will be like oh we can we can fill them in in every hotel we can put them in every hotel in downtown and this and they're like but then you got to do transportation and then you got to figure out you know, so there's pros and you know the pros to it and the bads to it and some of the some of the biggest stuff we've hosted outside of things at the stadium, uh, we use the arena and we host the Jehovah's Witnesses every summer. And that comes on. A, they want to come on a weekend where they can get good rates and they use the arena and they don't use any meeting space in the hotel. So they stay at 20 something hotels, fill the arena for a long weekend, four days or so, usually on like Fourth of July weekend. And uh, it's a great looking for more business like that is 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 usually our bread and butter. We would need a, a bigger convention center if we really wanted to host the big stuff. Like when people talk about hosting those giant conferences, we need more meeting space to really be able to do that. And we don't want to go too far out of um, making sure that people would still be able to enjoy and use our facilities in the best way possible. So that is a debate we have constantly. And yes, we love a new convention center, but also there's always that debate is Jacksonville needs a lot of infrastructure stuff. So what is the best use? of that right now and how much of an impact would it have if we really did um, build it?
0: Yeah, and what would be, where do we start to redline? Like if you get a solicitation or a request to to help facilitate a big conference, where do you kind of feel like we can't field it? Or or where do we start to redline?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, It's usually on the meeting space or um, interestingly enough, the number of breakout rooms they need. So Mm. we're gonna host this conference and we need a ten thousand square foot ballroom, no problem. We got that. But we need 40 breakout rooms. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. Uh there's probably a, that that's a tight for most mm-hmm. for most cities. So figuring out uh um, sometimes it's there can be crazy requests that we lose out on because, you know, is do you have um a you know, public transportation from the airport? And we'll have to say no right at the start. Or is there availability this week? You know, it's it's crazy getting into this business, but it's you know, comparing ourselves to where we and where we lose business from is we can't compete necessarily, and we shouldn't have to. It's not the same market as us, but Orlando and their giant convention center that's had three, uh, you know, wings added on over the years. It's not the same type of destination, and so um, yeah, it's it, it, it all depends on the type of group and how many square feet. So you know, it, it's it's a lot to ask, but the Hyatt will let you. By, they will take all. You can take all of their meeting space for a conference. You can take the whole, the rooms, but it's got to be in advance, and you've got to plan it. So, um, some of the big ones, it just is a little out of out of what is reasonable for people to enjoy the conference and leave with a good feeling about Jacksonville. That's the tough part.
0: Well, I'm thinking back to what you said at the beginning about like the magic wand question, and and, and, yeah. and I was kind of surprised your answer was transportation, but it does make sense because yeah. if you, I mean. You don't want to. Let's say you had something that exceeds what the Hyatt can take. Well, which is a pretty big conference. You know, almost a yeah, thousand, yeah. almost a thousand hotel rooms and over a hundred thousand square feet of meeting yeah. space, like you said. Well, if you got something bigger, let's just say hypothetically, and you stick them in, in, and then all of a sudden they're in like fifty different hotels and they can't get around. You're right. That is going to be a major. There's not that many Uber and Lyft drivers. There's not enough of those little green downtown scooters to get to get yeah. you where you need to go. Um, no, I, you that, might. Recall- that does make sense. You,
1: yeah. You might recall a couple of years ago during COVID when they talked about moving the RNC here. Um, I don't know if you remember the news stories, uh, but it was issues in Charlotte, and they wanted to move the RNC, and so they were looking at Jacksonville. And the list of things that we were trying to make work just was like, whoo, <laughs> like we just don't have it. We just don't have the all the needs uh, that they that would make it a super successful meeting." Like you don't want you don't want the horror stories afterwards. Oh, they picked the worst city ever. I don't know if you remember during the Super Bowl, we had a couple of those. So we don't want that to be the lingering yeah. lasting.
0: Yeah, I do feel like um, you know, the city we're doing a really admirable job, in my opinion, of getting a lot of projects a lot of projects in the past 10 years have either yeah. completed or they're at they're at a point where they will complete. And um, I was I was born in Jacksonville and I've um, lived here almost my entire life. And, you know, it's, it's come a long ways. It doesn't, it doesn't yes. feel like Jacksonville from like the, you know, mid and late eighties. And, and no, yeah. it, it, I feel like for the most part, kind of like the, um, for lack of a better word, kind of like that hunky tonkish kind of vibe, you know, like, yes, you still kind of do have like an older Southern feel here, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's stepped up its game. You know what I mean? And I feel Absolutely. like, I know I made a jab at Tampa earlier, but I do feel like Tampa and Jacksonville, there's a little more parallel that you can draw between those two markets. Plus you have like the demographics, um, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Very the, similar, the, yes. yeah, a lot of yeah. younger people in, in Jacksonville. Yeah. So, um, and everything kind of, yeah. And
1: Tampa so. is definitely an emerging market for us over the last year. They are landing second, which they were in maybe in our top five, maybe in our top 10 for visitors from, and they've been up second or third behind Orlando for the last nine months now. So mm-hmm. it's, we're seeing also that interest. And I think that's the similar, the similar feel, but a little bit different, you know, like you want to get away, but you do what you want to do what you like. So.
0: Yeah. And I saw in your, um, in some of the materials you sent me before the, before we hit record are, correct me if I'm wrong, are out of state travel to Jacksonville is slightly down, but our in-state was way up. I want to say it was up like yeah. 30, 36%, correct me. Mm-hmm. For my, so it's like What's the story behind that? So we're getting this major influx of in-state travel to Jacksonville, uh, but uh, a little bit less out of state.
1: So it really depends on the time of year that you run that report and look at it, because if you look at the first six months of the year and you look January, February through uh, the end of May and June, it's going to be out of state. That is our top visitor. And then starting with the summer when People from Florida are totally used to the heat. They're not scared to travel and they know what to expect when they come here. It's probably actually cooler than most places they are. Then the second half of the year, a lot of times is in-state travelers. Um, Our number one market is always Orlando. No matter what day of the week you look, 365 days a year, our number one traveler comes from Orlando. And it's, it's crazy how that continues to grow and continues to be our number one market. But we're seeing a lot of emerging, I think we've made a lot of headway in like, Miami where I don't think people from Miami were like oh I'm going to Jacksonville now they are they're connecting like the arts and the food and the things that uh, maybe Jacksonville hadn't previously been known for but we've had a lot of of, uh, great uh, folks here in the city who have just dedicated their time to really growing that that cultural image and I think that's helping uh, with travelers from a lot of cities in Florida who when we when you say like the Like the flip side of Florida is our new ad campaign. And we have one ad where it's like from cowboy boots to flip-flops. And it literally is a pair of cowboy boots and a pair of flip-flops in the middle. It says, you know, Jacksonville, the flip side of Florida. And I think for a lot of times people, you know, 10, 12 years ago, people didn't see that as positive. And now it's like, oh, we're so proud of it that we are this, you know? Yeah. uh, we could we also I think the last 10 years, it feels to me that people who live here are passionately Jacksonville fans. Like I will defend my city to the death. It doesn't matter if, if you don't like it. I, it is the greatest place. And I don't know that I felt that same passion, of uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago mm-hmm. uh, that we have now. Like that. I could talk anybody into coming to visit here. I truly believe that in any given day. So yeah. um, and I and there they're still the naysayers within the city that we face every single day. This is my favorite though. I love it when they come to me and they're like, Why would anyone visit Jacksonville? I mean, I live here and I, <laughs> I say, um, well, why what do you like? Why do you why do you live here? And they'll say, Oh, well, you know, on the weekend we go to the beach and I love, I love that beaches town center. And, you know, if we want to go out downtown, oh, San Marco, we went for a date night in San Marco the other night and I've been golfing. So, you know, it's just the perfect place and I can get on the water with my boat. And I was like, yeah, all the same reasons people travel here. And they're like, <laughs> oh, light bulb moment. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't have to be something special. We don't need an entertainment district. We're just being us. <laughs>
0: hmm. No, that's awesome. And in, in Jacksonville, we are geographically more isolated. We're, you know, we're a, a larger MSA in the state of Florida up here in the corner. And yeah, I just, absolutely. I just know, like, you know, within my commercial real estate work, a lot of people they may invest in other parts of the state, but they're like, "Well, what's going on up there in Jacksonville?" We're just far enough removed from like Orlando, which is not too far a couple hours yeah. to depending on where you are in Jacksonville two three hours away and yeah. but it, it is a world away you know it's it, we have our own you know identity and culture and absolutely of course people from South Florida probably disagree with me but as you go down the state uh the, the culture it starts to kind of bleed into one yeah. thing where we yeah. I think we really we really do have the benefit of being um out on an island so to speak but we're plenty large to have our own momentum great emerging restaurant scene craft beer scene art scene. Yep. Um, no, I, I find it very easy to show somebody a good time if they want to come yeah. to the city. Um, yep. and they're usually pleasant, pleasantly surprised with, although it's large, yes. it's not hard to get around. It, it might be tricky to get, and you're not going to use public transportation per se, but it is pretty yeah. easy to traverse the city.
1: Yeah. You know, we, we say, if you want to see this whole city, rent a car, just know yeah. that up front. I think you'd be, you forthcoming with those travelers. And we tell people that on a daily basis, if you want to see these things, rent a car, you will so appreciate that you have that.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's good advice. All right. I saw you have, um, you know, for people that might want to like bring, bring an event to Jacksonville. I saw yeah. your website, this uh, this bring it home exclamation point, yeah. Jax. So yeah. I want I want to know what, I want to know what that bring it yeah. home jacks is all about.
1: Oh, and I think you even uh, alluded to something similar a couple times during this, during us talking, but bring it home is the idea that, Anyone in the city who attends a conference? Do you go to a business conference annually? Do you go to a retreat? Do you ha- attend a hobby event? Do you are you a collector of something? Could that co- Could that conference fit in Jacksonville? Visit Jacksonville wants to do the work to try to bring them here, but we need you to tell us. You know what would be great here? This group. And you know who's the contact there? Here's the email address. Here's a phone number. And we're going to take that information from you and we're going to go try to book that group in Jacksonville. So we're saying bring it home so it has the economic impact to our destination of having this conference here. And you get to be the hero and show off your city. And we help with all the steps. That's uh, a lot of people aren't aware of the services here locally because you just don't think of your tourism office if you live in the city. And what we do is top to bottom meetings. We're going to source hotels we're going to get you options for bids and we'll do all that with the meeting person who plans that meeting you are as the as a local hero are not going to have to do anything other than that intro and maybe if if you if the person on the other end wants to hear more about Jacksonville, you get to tell your story. And so we'll go after the meeting's booked here, we're going to help with, you know, finding a transportation company, finding offsite venues, planning tours, all the detail work, VIP gifts from a local maker. Like we do everything and anything, a local band for an opening reception. We handle all of that with the meeting professionals, but it's as easy as you saying, man, I would but I think my conference would totally fit in Jacksonville um I think my my regional uh retreat for my business or uh, you know any of that we want to take a look and we want to bring that here to Jacksonville
0: mm-hmm. no that's awesome and that's I don't want to overspeak that's complimentary that's I mean that's part yeah, of your service yeah, yeah. At no everything at no cost. visit
1: Jacksonville yeah everything visit Jacksonville does is supported by the bed taxes everything that we do. You pay the, the bed tax in the hotels. The money comes through to the Tourist Development Council. They contract us, their com- committee of the city of Jacksonville. They contract us and everything we do is free for us, for anyone.
0: Hmm. Well, I have a bad habit of saying things right when they come into my mind. But, you know, <laughs> now now I want to get with you after this show and figure out yes. how to have like a badass real estate conference, commercial yes. real estate conference. Yeah.
1: Yes. Love it. And Let's we'll, do
0: it. We'll show them the real Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll finish at Pete's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. All right. I've got i um, I've got some closing questions that are, you know, they're, they're softballs, but I, I like this kind of personal stuff. So, sure. um, and you're a good candidate for these questions.
1: Okay.
0: First one. Why do you love Jacksonville?
1: <laughs> okay. So I, it, I, I, I love Jacksonville because it's, I can do whatever I want in an easy way. Like I live in Arlington. I chose to live there because it's close to everything. I can get to the beach in 20 minutes. I can get to downtown in 10 minutes. My commute is usually 15 minutes in the morning with traffic. Uh, And so... I just like that it is a simple and comfortable place to live. Like I'll make a friend every place I go. The people are nice here. Um, And so uh, it's, it's easy. And I love to like learn the history, learn new things, find somebody who's got a great story. And I just think this, the city does it so well. And at the end of the day, it's a beautiful place. Like you can look, I'm looking at the sunset out of my office window right now. It's a beautiful place overlooking the river here, Mm -hmm. uh, water everywhere. It's just, um, it's, I I just, there's not much wrong. Like if you're just out to enjoy any weekend, you're going to find tons to do. And I think that's, that's why I love it.
0: Hmm. Passionate answer. I love that. Yeah. All right. Question number two, your favorite local restaurant.
1: Oh gosh, this is so hard because it changes um, from, from going to new places and um, checking them out. Let's see. What's my favorite local restaurant? Probably some, somewhere where I can eat seafood. Um, I really like Southern Coast seafood in Arlington. I don't know if anyone's been there off Monument Road. Um, that's oh. really good. Um, and, it's, you know, casual, but still a, a, a good restaurant. But probably my favorite restaurants are like Beebe's and, or uh, I or probably Biscotti's bb's mm-hmm. the the between the two of them i love there uh we just went for our team outing to 1937 spirits sanitary yesterday over on king in san marco and it was great we had a great meal there i love Taverna. i can't pick one sorry that's too hard <laughs>
0: i thought that'd be a tough question i knew the first yeah. question would be i mean asking you why you love jacksonville that's like i mean the softest <laughs> yeah. of softballs but the favorite restaurant i'm like oh that's gonna be hard that's gonna be hard for katie yeah all right yeah i mean <laughs> 19 years at visit Jacksonville how can you even answer that so it, it, uh, oh my gosh <laughs> all right um a local business that people should know more about
1: Ooh.
0: Can, you, can you think of one
1: uh, yes so I'm gonna call, I'm gonna see a local attraction which is a local business but it's city- owned but I think that more people should know about the Ritz Museum and theater in uh, um, off Davis Street mm-hmm. uh, up here on the northeast side of downtown, or northwest side of downtown, sorry, northwest side of downtown, um, if you don't know the story of um, James Weldon Johnson and his brother, Rosamond Johnson, and how they wrote Lift Every Voice and Sing, and the history of uh, African-American culture here in the city, what was happening in La Villa, and all of that that's going along with a lot of what we're developing here in the city right now, I think that's just a, an amazing place to go and visit, and a lot of people have never been inside to to hear that. I never even think to go there as a museum. Um, so I would say that's the one I I always say, hey, go see it. Uh, you probably haven't been before.
0: Yeah, I did make it in there for like a screening, and it was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd never been in there before. All right, this could be another tough tough one for you with your role, but um, a hidden gym, like a venue, a park, an experience, a trail, an attraction, a location, but a, a hidden a hidden gym that you would recommend.
1: So you'll have to tell me if this is a hidden gem to anybody else, but the Jacksonville Arboretum and Gardens, is that commonly known?
0: I think that's a good recommendation because yeah, I have not been in a long time. Oh,
1: so. It's totally different. Oh my goodness. They have been doing so much work to really um, develop out that that place, I would say. And it's so close. Like you're just jumping on 295 and getting off a monument. It is really close to downtown and Southside. And really, you're, it's easily findable (laughs) Uh and they're doing dazzling nights right now at the Arboretum for their holiday light show that they do through the Arboretum uh, through like the beginning of January. Um, But the Arboretum is just an awesome place, like great. And paved trails for those who have accessibility issues. So it's nice. It's not, it's not just, you're going to walk on a trail. Like our parks are awesome, but this is actually a place where anyone can go out and enjoy it.
0: Nice. All right. Now this is a, this is a moment where you can kind of like put somebody else on the hot seat. But if there's someone you can think of locally making interesting moves, just someone that you think would be worth me reaching out to to have it on the show, who do you want to throw out there? And we'll, we'll, myself or Sam, the producer, we'll, we'll make an effort to reach out.
1: Um. Oh my, that does put me on the spot. Let's see. Yeah. Who's, have you talked to Diana Donovan with the cultural council recently? I have not. So she took over the Cultural Council probably like four, three or four years ago now. And she has just revamped a lot of what they're doing and uh, helping to organize artists, which, you know, if you don't know, is not the easiest thing. It's kind of like organizing breweries. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, she would be a great person to talk to. Uh, she's, and she's got a whole bunch of new stats about the um, impact of arts and things in the community as well. So she'd be a I think she'd be a great, great contact.
0: All right. Lastly, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you have going on?
1: Yeah. Always visit jacksonville.com. Um you, you uh if you want to email me, I'm happy to answer it. Katie at visitjacksonville.com. We make it simple. Um, but uh visit jacksonville.com. We work really, really hard to develop new content constantly on that on our website. We launched a new website, it's been uh 13 months now, uh, it feels like yesterday, but it is so user-friendly now. And I think people can find a lot more. I think they'll be shocked if they started going through and reading all the things that there are to do in this destination. And our t- my team really focuses on building experiences, um, not just saying, oh, go to this attraction, but really telling you why, and the stories behind it. And so uh, we that's always a good place to find us, uh, at visit underscore Jacks on most social media um, there, visit Jax on Facebook. Uh, probably the easiest places to find us. And if you, and we have a whole, like you mentioned, Dean, that we have a whole research page. If people are really interested in research and development. We've got a whole research and development page right there on that website.
0: Awesome. 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 And I am following you on, at least on Instagram. I was on your website. And you know what? I'm going to try and get a real estate conference going here. Why not? Right. You know, yes, I'm going to say, yes, let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it.
0: Power <laughs> to the Jackson All yes. right. Well, Katie, <laughs> this has been a blast. Thank you for making time for yeah. us. Appreciate you coming and doing this.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Glad to be here.
0: Well, for everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We've got uh, the Visit Jacksonville report. It'll be included in the show notes. Feel free to share this show with a friend. Spread the good word on whatever podcast platform or YouTube, however you're enjoying this right now. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to connect with me and my company, it's investwiththecoach.com. Answer a couple questions. You'll be in our ecosystem. If you like scrolling... Mindlessly. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. That's all at Yield Coach. Lastly, I'm adding this little segment. It's a quick show. We, we air this show every two weeks, unless something happened to me and then you know <laughs> something went wrong, but every two weeks. So I'm going to give a quick shout out to three people that I've encountered in the past two weeks that I think are making Jack's a better place. And these are people that would not have a lot of exposure otherwise. First shout out is to Tanner at Zincog Bike Shop. Hooked me up with a new bike, killer service. Thank you, Tanner. Next up, Maddie at Brewhound Dog Park. You are a beacon of managerial calm within the storm over there at Brewhound. So Maddie, thumbs up to you. And lastly, for those that are watching, I'm going to take my headphones off. I'm rocking a fresh new haircut. That is courtesy of Paula at Chop Riverside. She gave me this fly new haircut. Thank you, Paula. Keep up the good work. All wonderful people. Great customer service. They have the vibe that makes Jacksonville great. So thank you. Well, guys, that's a wrap on the Jacksonville Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Ian Brown, signing off and reminding everybody to lace up and leave it all on the field. Yield Coach, out.